How are you doing? Okay. Hey, Martin. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Doing well yourself? Yeah, really well. Thank you. Not too bad. Um, so yeah, thank you for kind of taking the time to uh, speak with me today. Um, as has been the uh, kind of set format really with the last kind of couple that I've done so far, um, I was interested to, yeah, and I guess for our, our audience really just to um, kind of, if you could introduce yourself and yeah, I guess people can just find out a little bit more about you and, and, and what you do really. Excellent. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and first of all, uh, you know, excited to be here, Martin. I I've heard that I, I am your number three. Um, so, so uh, you know, uh, great, great to for 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 inviting me, and also uh, great to spend uh, some time with you to talk about uh, you know XR. My name is Mikael uh, Mikael Vidal. Currently working in in CVRE as the head of uh, XRS Extended Reality Solutions. And six years ago, uh, six seven years ago, uh, I was uh, fortunate fortunate enough to to come across with. Uh, you know, Microsoft HoloLens, knowing very little about XR, I'm going to be honest. And as part of my job under the Life Science Tower with my hat of uh, innovation and program manager, uh, I come across this technology. Uh, for a while, it was a bit of a side desk project, uh, kind of a pet project, but it started to just grow in me. And then with my background, as, as, as an overseas uh, field and a robotics engineer, uh, I put the two together and I felt that, you know, this was going to be uh, transformational to a point that disruptive when it comes to technology. Uh, and again, that was six, seven years ago, as I said. Um, and then from, from there, I started, we started to do some piloting, some proof of concepts. Uh, we started to put the dots together and we felt very strongly with myself and at the time with the senior leadership team, which I was working under the life science tower uh, within the ILS, the Integration Laboratory Solutions, which is basically a bit similar to what CBRE does in terms of FM, facilities management, which is provide uh, uh, the core services to uh, our customers, ultimately to look after everything which is in the building. Uh, from HVAC system to plumbing to you know to electrics to uh, or even to you know uh, catering cleaning everything, but the ILS was focusing mainly on what's happening inside the lab, yeah, uh, and ultimately looking after all the uh, high tech equipment the science used to discover new drugs. So as part of that group, we started to you know uh, literally play with the technology. And then, you know, um, what started a bit, as I said, as a pet project, it grew organically from proof of concepts to prototypes, to pilots, who went from where we are pretty much today, which is a fully yeah. uh, fully prototyped solution for our uh, CBRE, GWS, global workplace solutions, uh, technicians and engineers on the field. So, so over the last kind of six years, then I guess, you know, kind of working with the technology, what, what do you kind of like most about it? What I like most about it is 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 is, is, is disruptive and is transformational in the sense that uh, ultimately is going to augment our augment our our service line is going to augment our technicians to ultimately help them to make their life easier, mm. even though some of them they still don't see that today. Uh, um, I have no doubt because myself, before I joined CBRE, going back to your original question, Martin, yeah. I, 
I spent, uh, before I joined CBRE, I used to work for a, a, a firm uh, here in the UK, in Cambridge, which I am based, and <clears throat> which around robotics and around pharma. So for over five, six years, I used to travel the world, literally with my tool case and my suitcase, with my British and Marriott uh, points, uh, fixing <laughs> and repairing and training uh, folks on 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 uh, high advanced robotics uh, and automated systems for, for, for precisely for, for the R&D pharmaceutical companies. And I just wish I had something like this back there where I put in the headsets, I'll be able to walk through with my hands-free, see-through and be able to connect with my subject experts based in Cambridge, helping me to go through troubleshooting or helping me to expedite my onboarding process or helping yeah. to also train our, our folks. So so ultimately what I like the most uh, 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 about it is, is how transformational it's gonna be mm-hmm. for our frontline workers because it's, it's, not, it's a new way of consuming, consuming yeah. and interacting with content. Mm-hmm. And for all at the enterprise level today, there's a whole discussion about the consumer level or even to at the uh, enterprise level, but at the industrial level today, uh, this is already transformational. So, so yeah. be able to provide an extra what we call superpowers, an extra layer of superpowers to our front our workers. I know ultimately that's going to be a huge mass, you know, huge difference for them for their to day work. What what's, what would you say, I guess, over the last kind of six years of, you know, kind of working with the technology then? I mean, obviously, we've touched about, you know, kind of what you like about it. But, I mean, what what have you seen has kind of fundamentally changed um, since you started, you know, I guess from a technology point of view and also, you know, I guess from a, the industry that you're working in in terms of facilities, maintenance and things, what, what, how has the kind of, how has the technology impacted it and, and, and kind of what has been the outcomes of it? The, the first thing, you know, Let's 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 uh, if we if we take a couple of steps back back, let's think about truly when was the last time our frontline workers, our tech engineers on the field, in CBRE or another industry, are uh, have truly gone through any fully truly digital transformation. Mm. I, I was one of them many many months ago, and I don't recall that. Yeah, you know, where did you get the fully truly transformational? Uh, digital transformation is what they call the 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 office you know the the information the information uh workers or the office workers these are the guys that get the nice more glossy laptops you know those are the ones that get the more fully uh new technology when it comes down to the guys on, on the field fixing repairing with the hand stuff most of them they still pretty much with a paper paper clipboard and a pencil yeah so, 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 so for them be able to be part of what, as I said, is a, is a truly, truly uh, disruptive technology, uh, be able to put something on their heads mm. and re- seeing that this is beyond just science fiction. Mm. And one of the things we feel most is that wow factor. You yeah. know, you put, you put an XR device and again, you know, perhaps we need to understand when we're talking about XR, what we're referring to, what we're doing, because, you know, within the XR, you've got VR, virtual reality, you've got augmented reality, AR, and also you've got MR, mixed reality. Mm. And, you know, 
across these three types of realities, there will be three types of exp different experiences. There will be three types maybe of different strategies. What we're focusing today in CBRE is around the AMA reality, mixed reality. Yeah. And when you talk about mixed reality, um, so it's which is quite different from a VR, uh, um, where our engineers still see through and hands-free, um, and you put the headsets on, one of the first things we get when we get through the training, work through the workshop, is that wow factor. I thought, wow, that mm. that is that is the Iron Man tip here. <laughs> that is the Iron Man, you know, or that is the the Minority Report minus minus yeah. cruise. And people don't realize these things exist. Mm. People don't know these things exist. They see in the movies, they see in the in the in the, in the, in the some on the on the net, but they don't realize these things today. Uh, 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 obviously, for folks like us, we do that on a daily basis. Mm. But the big majority of people, I would say eighty percent, haven't got a clue this technology really exists. And today is already available for at the in enterprise and industrial level. The consumer yeah. level, is a whole new picture. What's been the biggest challenge then? I guess from you know when you when you look at a you know traditional kind of front frontline worker who. I guess to put it in vertical, is almost like the kind of blue-collar trades person or, or kind of maintenance person. What, what what's been the biggest, you know, from your based on your experience, what's been the biggest barriers to overcome? Because I guess if they've come from, you know, working on a clipboard and a pen and pencil and kind of almost missed the kind of interim smart device, you know, kind of tablet, phone, whatever, and then you kind of almost taking them to that bigger jump then of a headset device, which is, you know. I guess some of the equivalent of kind of teaching a cave, you know, showing a caveman fire for the first time. What's what's been the biggest, uh, I guess, kind of obstacles to overcome in that regard? You know, to kind of always get them to, you know, to understand it and want to embrace it. Num number one, and I know I'm going going, I'm going to go down to a very very, uh, you know, topic or usual suspect is time. Yeah. The ability of people on the field, on the sides, uh, to have the time to think, to have the time to experience, to have the time to train, to have the time to ultimately change those habits. You know, people are so used to do the same thing over and over and over for decades that they're having to bring a completely new, as I said, disruptive technology and having to learn a new way Despite the, the, after the initial wow factor, after the initial excitement, people tend to go down to what they know and what they know, the comfy zone. And what they know is, you know, and again, I, I appreciate, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, perhaps I'm making a bit uh, too much in what is not, but they're comfy with the, with the clipboard and a the pencil. They're comfy with the, you know, flipping the manual, smelling the manual. They're comfy with uh, flicking through the PDFs. And, and for them to, to be able, and that's crucial. And that's nothing to do with Excel. That's to do with any technology or any change is around changing those folks' habits, changing people's habits, which ultimately that is what impacts to the uh, to the to the change, to the change and the transformation aspect. In order to do that, you need to have that time, you know? And yes, there is all the challenges. Like, you know, privacy and cyber security, those are huge. You know, private cyber security, um, funding resources. But ultimately, 
it all boils down to the individual, to the person, to the people, have the ability to have time to think through, to stick, stick, uh, to take hold, sorry, to take uh, and think, you know, and be able to adapt what he uh, he learned and put in practice, test mm -hmm. it, trial it, and little by little make it part of their habits and ultimately become a tool in their toolbox. Yeah. Rather than seeing something, you know, uh, sits nice in the shelf, uh, piling dusts, which, you know, which without the very strong team behind it, with a very strong change and transformation management, and as well without a very strong uh, uh, sponsorship and advocacy, uh, ultimately that will end up in a shelf piling dust. Yeah. And do you tend to find that, I guess, you know, once you've kind of worked with them to kind of show the benefits, et cetera, and like you say, kind of, you know, spent the time with them and things, is that kind of now starting to embed in terms of their processes of how of how they do things or is it still very much or just still or is it one of those things of kind of almost you know continual reinforcement or or, or what have you to kind of make sure that it sticks or it's implemented yeah. sorry i've got i've got that expression there's a great book called uh mate mate uh mate to stick and it's all about how big is the hook how big is the how big is, is the stickiness of your velcro and i agree this is no a one-off landing, parachuting headsets, landing, I conquer it, I'm off, go somewhere else. No. This is a constant, a constant uh, iteration, and it'll take for as long as it takes to change those habits. To yeah. change those, to change, it's not just the habits, you know, sometimes you have to create the right platform around it to help to enhance or to change those habits. You have to, uh, you know, make that a tool that ultimately becomes, you know, indispensable. Mm. It becomes, you know, just not just the fancy, you know, cubic star Allen key that you use once a year. Mm. You know, because we all have that tool, that tool in our tool case, which is great, but you want it to become almost like a screwdriver, which uses yeah. everything. Not the the fancy, you know, I said Allen key with a fancy, you know, uh configuration that you only use one mm. once a year you wanted to to be ultimately the the screwdriver almost like the mm. or the equivalent of the clipboard you know yeah so people are, 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 are to a certain degree to a certain degree are forced to use it otherwise people will not use it they they uh, they, they will they'll move on and, and carry on on, on the, the things they know within their comfort zone do you tend to see then in terms of from an implementation point of view an adoption point of view is it generally are there any trends in terms of where, I don't know, for argument's sake, if somebody's been working in their role for a longer period of time, that there's kind of more resistance in terms of them wanting to adopt the technology because there's that kind of, you know, we've always done it this way kind of mantra, or, or is it or is it very much a case of kind of dependent in terms of how you, um, yeah, or, or is it kind of how you roll it out then to the individual? I think it's, it's, it's a number of different factors. Uh, yeah. I think. You know, yes, it needs to be. It needs to be uh, fully sponsored and fully uh, supported by the leadership team. You know, it cannot be just a bottom up. It needs to be a top down too. It has yeah. to be. A, it has to be a hybrid. It has mm -hmm. to be a hybrid uh, where you have those two, two, those two forces. You know, at meeting. Um, otherwise, it's going to go one way or another. So yeah. you need to make sure that they meet. They neutralize 
and then they can work together. Um, because th th those folks, those senior leadership teams, have the capabilities to make time or to allow have time. Going back to my initial, uh, one of the biggest challenges for those folks to have to do what they need to do to adapt and bring this technology on board. Mm. So, so I think I think it's important to have you know that that, that sponsorship, that advocacy from, from at the senior leadership level, but also you need to have the, the willingness and and the and the eager from from the guys, you know, on the trenches, so to speak, willing to adapt this technology. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah, so like a like a, a, a marriage, some of them anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> so 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 um, so so that that's some of the key factors. Also, you know, you see there is, I wouldn't say a new trend because it's not a new trend, but you see within the within the at the industrial level, and soon I'm gonna be saying the 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 the, the, the buzzword. So wait for that. Where, oh. where, <laughs> Does it begin with an M by any chance? Yes, I think you got it. Yeah. <laughs> the very one. Okay. I was going to ask you about that actually. So yeah, it probably segues quite nicely into it. So yeah. How long how long has it been? It's been I think we've done very well. 22 minutes. No, I know you've done all right up to now, yeah. yeah. Not been too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. So 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 yeah, the the usual suspects that leadership support. Uh, is is crucial. Ultimately, showing showing the showing the value of this technology. This is not just a nice, you know, cool piece, sexy tool, you know, um, which maybe a few years ago many people would regard regard it this way. Oh, yeah, this is nice. And by the way, whenever you throw the word XR or the terminology XR, the first thing people come to mind is VR, virtual reality. Yeah. Oh, what I would want VR on my, you know. Uh, frontline workers, you know, they're going to get sick, they're going to get disorientated, they're not be able to, it's hazardous. So, so there is a whole learning process, an education process, that no, that's not VR, that's mm. AR, or actually EMA, that's how it works, and no, you don't get sick, you don't get disorientated because X, Y, and Z, and, and going through all that educational process. Uh, uh, um, that, that is another aspect of the education, the sponsorship, um, and the other is, as I said, this is this is beyond just cool stuff. If it was just cool stuff, I wouldn't be here uh, uh, today in this uh, huge conglomerate of what's a CBRE. You know, a uh, hundred thousand people, uh, twenty-six billion turnover last year. They've got we are in in five hundred countries, five hundred offices across the world. Um, because fundamentally, we see these. Uh, brings brings value, yeah. Okay, from from uh, productivity, uh, from cost ma cost management, and more. And what is very now a key to all of us is the CO two reduction. Yeah. So, so, do you, so, do you tend to find sorry just raised you know quite a valid point there I guess, but with the, with such a you know massive business like CBRE I guess where there's you know, hundred thousand people over, you know, fifty-two plus countries and things like that. Do you, do you, or, or are you seeing that kind of most of the senior managers within the business um, understand? You know, I guess the benefit of XR technology, or, or are you still finding that there's quite a bit of, or, or quite a lot more work to do in terms of kind of explaining it to them to either win them over or get them to see the benefits of it. Um, we're getting there. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, 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 there is a stop. There is there is still a lot more work to do, mm. as you said, Martin. But um, we we get in there. You know, six years ago. You know, uh, if you compare where we started this journey, where we are now, the the, the difference is huge. Mm. You know, maybe there is a bit more confusion as well. I have to say, with last year's big bus word, and now I'm going to say now the metaverse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the metaverse. Oh, uh, yeah. But I have to say, you know, I'm taking that as my advantage. Yeah. At least now we've got people asking the question: What the what the heck is this thing, metaverse? Mm. You know, and then I'm 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 taking the opportunity to 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 flesh it out, and I'm taking the opportunity to oh, by the way, XR. Oh, by the way, we do X, Y, and Z. Ah, I see. I get it now. Oh, okay. So okay, good. So. So it hasn't all been bad. Yes, uh, uh, there's been a lot of confusion uh, among 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 all among everyone, including the, the folks like us. We are in in in, in this world. Um, so so, but you know, I, I'm riding I'm riding the metaverse wave for as long as it lasts, because I see that opportunity for us to to be to be able to to expose and open many doors. So, so going back to your question, uh, yeah, there has been uh, a lot more of an awareness, thanks not to us or not to XR, but to the metaverse. Yeah. And taking the opportunity is a way for me to uh, knock on the doors and at least now they open the doors. Whether they listen or no, that's a different matter, but at least they, they, they open the doors. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, you're the guy from, from, from the headsets. Oh, yeah, you're the guy from the metaverse. Yeah, and then boom. Mm -hmm. Then I'm there, and and there's more awareness of it, whether they fully understand or not. As I said, if you if I'm comparing comparing where we are right at the star, yes, there's much more awareness, and I see it just at the severe level. You know, it's not just me anymore. Now there's many more of us, not many more, but a few more of us, aware on on it, making a number of different things going on happening. Um, you know, there is there's lots of uh, discussions at a high level, and also when you have the folks of the folks of like you know Zayn Nadella from Microsoft talking about industrial metaverse, enterprise metaverse, consumer metaverse, and yeah. then you've got the likes of Meta, the likes of Apple as well. Well, <clears throat> uh, hopefully this year, so and many more by the way, yeah. like Magic Leap, so so. So yeah, it's, 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 I think it's getting more and more, but it'll probably be still many more years, but a lot better than we used to be. Let's put it that way. I think it's been, uh, you know, exactly as you say, I think, you know, we, we definitely see a lot with, you know, the companies we talk to. I think that the whole advent of the metaverse has kind of almost brought it to the fore a lot more than, I guess, when people starting to ask more questions about, you know, what it is and kind of how it works and, you know, which which is good, I guess, because you get, you know, exactly as you said, the people before who, you know, mentioned XR or what have you, kind of had no idea or or no, I hadn't even heard of it. You know, now the metaverse thing has been kind of, you know, splashed virtually everywhere. People, are, you know, it probably is now starting to make people ask questions in terms of what it is, and it sparks a conversation. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's probably a good thing, isn't it? Really, I guess that it has come to the fore, really. Yes, uh, and but you know. One one of the one of the disadvantages is that you know people may come to those conversations with a predefined idea, 
and then you have to do lots of resetting. Um, well, when we're gonna have when we're gonna have the the, the, the metaverse, and mm. what's the metaverse? So you always have to start. No, the metaverse does the you know they've got a good and good and, and, and bad news. The bad news is that the metaverse with a capital M or the big M does not exist. That's yeah. the one which is persistent, is decentralized, is interconnected, and the whole 3D experience. That one doesn't exist. The good news is that we've got 10, 15 years to build it. Mm. Uh, uh, um, but then you need, very quickly, you need to refocus them and say, right, you know, yeah, that's the bad news. The metaverse doesn't exist. Good news, we've got 10, 15 years to build it. But today, today, not in 10, 15 years, today we do have our metaverse, you know, lower, lower, lower M or lower case M or small M. And, though, and that comes through, you know, using the Microsoft uh, uh, description, consumer metaverse, enterprise metaverse, and industrial metaverse, which XR, XRS, CBRE mm. Extended Reality Solutions, will fall under that bucket of industrial metaverse. We used to call it XR. Now they call it industrial yeah. metaverse. Or they used to call it digital twins. Now they call it industrial metaverse. Or used to call it IoT. Now they call it uh, industrial metaverse. So that's where the focus is in building those, you know, wall, wall, wall garden or silos, mm. uh, small metaverses. Because when you people think about it, yeah, it is. We've got already mm, metaverses, small M, and that is mm. the Roblox, Minecraft, Frontline, uh, yeah. Facebook, Facebook or Meta itself. It can be seen as a, as a as a silo environment, wall garden. Uh, mm. And industrial metaverse, you know, that's that is, you know, industrial and the enterprise metaverse are probably going to be the first we've seen and experienced as in, in the workplace. How how important do you think? I mean, and obviously, you know, it's mostly a buzzword at the moment while everybody tries to kind of work out what it is. But how important do you think the metaverse will be from an industrial engineering point of view compared to? You know, I guess the kind of, uh, I mean, obviously there are going to be different versions of it, but uh, from an industrial point of view, how important do you think it will be? What the metaverse doesn't want, or the metaverse industrial or enterprise doesn't want to do is fall into the same bucket like IoT or digital twins. Mm. You know, IoT digital twins is no new. It's been here for decades. That's the truth. But when you go talk to folks about what the advantages or benefits of digital twins uh, or IoT, or smart FM, or smart buildings, or smart offices, or smart these. Uh, uh, um, sometimes it can be a challenging one. It can be a challenging one. Uh, clearly the benefits are there in terms of FaceTime fix, efficiency, effectiveness, CO2 reduction, you know. And again, that's me thinking that, uh, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a bit thinking thinking aloud. Um, what, what, I, what I feel these things are going to become Yes, we need to have the technology, which the technology is there already, by the way. You know, when we talk, when you talk about Martin, about the advantages of the, the industrial metaverse, you know, for me, the industrial metaverse, for me, the industrial metaverse, in a very simple terms, is IoT, digital twins with mm -hmm. avatars. That's what to me, what is the industrial metaverse, you know? Because guess what? I, we had IoT for, for decades, we had digital twins. So what are we now, we call the industrial metaverse. We call it industrial metaverse because now we're going to be adding people there. So you and I, we can put in a headset, you know, go, go into, and then 
you know, not physically, but digitally move ourselves into a digital manufacturing site. And then from the manufacturing site, we'll see a 3D representation of a, of a, of a particular critical line. And while we walk through that digital uh, twin with dynamic, dynamic information, feedback loop, you'll be see those avatars walking around, discussing, talking, almost like if you were there with live monitoring dashboards or flicking or flashing. And from there, be able to get all the prediction models, all the algorithm, all the AI, ML. So, so to me, you know, when we talk about industrial metaverse, it, it has those key factors, IoT, digital twin, uh, avatar, 3D experience, plus, you know, the, you know, AI and ML, machine learning, intelligence. So, so for me, that's going to be fundamental, not because of all the things I already said, which that itself should be strong enough to, 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 uh, to stand. But for me, yeah. it's going to be fundamental. there's going to be a shift, you know, there's going to be a shift in, in, in our world where today, one of our biggest challenges is finding enough engineers, finding enough technician, finding enough, uh, uh people in the, in this field. You know, we, we have uh, one of the biggest challenges in our industry is the demographics. We have very high demographics in terms of age, all due to retire the next, the baby, the baby boom generation, the next 10 years or so. Mm. When you look at who's coming down through the ranks, you can see there's a big disparity between who's leaving and who's coming through where this gap is going to be filled. So it's not going to be filled by just throwing more, 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 more people there because people don't come in through the ranks. People moving some other stuff. People are going to be maybe moving, building the, the metaverse. People are going to be moving into other types of jobs. So yeah. we're going to have to be smarter and more, tapping more in the technology. And it's not going to be all robots, according to uh, Elon Musk. And, um, who's going to have to maintain these manufacturing sites? Who's going to have to look after these buildings? Who's going to have to look after? So, so that's where tapping on this technology ultimately is going to be a, 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 a progression or a shift. We're going to have to be more smart in using this technology. Yeah. And, and I think that's going to be one of the key people talk shift, you know, at the global economics was going to dictate th that no, no, because it's more productive, it's more efficient or reduce CO2 or is a cool experience or, or because uh, it reduced some costs, which mm. believe me, that always very important, but ultimately how it's going to be mass adopted. I think it's because yeah. it's going to be a geo, geopolitical, geoeconomical, geo, whatever, where it's going to shift and things have to be moving a bit more of a, again, I'm not, I don't want to compare it because, you know, I'm not that expert, but I'm thinking about a bit like the industrial revolution, you know? So, so, so that's one of the aspects, again, maybe I'm going into a bit of a philosophical here, philosophical into the business of a, a crystal ball. Now the two are my forties, by the way, but that, that's my, that's my, my, my thinking here. So, so I guess when we, um, you know, from your kind of experience of now XR and, you know, the M word, um, if you could kind of change one industry perception about it, what would that be? Sorry, can you, can you say again? 
Sorry, I mean, if you could change, you know, uh, what, what, what's the kind of biggest misconception from the kind of people that you're talking to, I guess, you know, when people are, you know, because you mentioned earlier, people are now talking about the metaverse and things like that. What's the biggest misconceptions that you kind of um, hear or, or other common ones that you kind of hear about it? Within within the actual XR industry or slash metaverse industry or within? Uh, Sorry, I guess within kind of, you know, CBRE. I think I think I would, uh, and again, I, I don't think it's particular to CBRE. I think uh, you know, from from our, from talking to other other colleagues uh, and, and reading and asking, one of the the what I would ask is just people, um, hey, this is not something for this is today. This is not mm -hmm. something that you see in the movies. This is happening today. Embrace it. Embrace it, um, you know, have a go at it, test it, pilot it, um, make sure you have a strong program. Um, don't just, don't just uh, you know, suspect or, or pretend or assume um, th this is something for, for the future. This is something that is today. And whether we like it or not, it's coming. Yeah. So, so you know, may as well are... Uh, Jump, jump, jumping, jumping the wagon because that's coming. So, mm. so uh, the, the sooner you you embrace it, the better you will be. So that that will be a bit my, you know. Again, there's many more things, but one one of the things is that you know, it's not rocket science. It's it's uh, it, it's here to stay. Mm. So embrace it. And besides everything else we said, that would be yeah, one mm. of the things I would say. How how do you think the or, or or do you think the kind of skill base of the um I mean I know we've kind of touched upon it in, in previous conversations outside of this where you mentioned about the kind of augmented worker but how how do you think that the skills will change of you know the I guess the frontline facilities maintenance person or kind of you know blue collar trades person if we if we kind of I mean you mentioned before about your crystal ball so it's time to get it out again but I guess. <laughs> How how do you think? So if we look at say three to five years time, how do you think the skilled profile of that person doing that role will change? And do you think it will kind of, you know, or, or, or yeah, uh, how how will it change? Sorry, I think it will be a base of being more more this more uh, more centralized versus decentralized mm. in in the ways that. You maybe you may need people with less subject matter expertise, and be more of a more of a, a broader a broader a broader uh, have more broader personnel and have those subject matter expertise be more centralized mm -hmm. and tapping on these technologies are the XR uh, or industrial metaverse or industrial enterprise where you ultimately, you know, we're not going to, ultimately you have those folks providing that support uh, 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 more centralized to those guys, to those folks on, 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 on the physical, on the physical space. Yeah. Whereas now you need to have a subject matter expert for, you know, equipment A, equipment B, equipment C, pretty much in every single side and every single campus and every single manufacturing and every single building. Now, in the future, tapping on these technologies, you probably have less of those subject matter experts in every single one of those different uh, areas 
being more centralized and then tapping on this technology to help those folks that maybe are not subject matter experts on a particular thing, but they are good and a more broader, broader aspect. Yeah. Do you think to some extent, then I guess for the frontline people, it will kind of, they'll need to be less skilled than previously because the subject matter experts, you know, kind of who know who, who know about certain technologies. And, and as you say, I mean, if the people are more, um, I don't know, use that jack of all trades term, but I guess if they're kind of more generally. Generally. Yeah. yeah. They, would, they would have maybe, and again, that's me speaking here, they probably have, and also I was one of them, you know. Yeah. Uh, before I joined CBRE, I said early on, I used to travel the world. Uh, I had my, a very uh, particular skills and and I was one of the subject matter experts on a very specific robotic systems and a very specific instrumentation for our science community. Uh, um, but you took me to another, another, another completely different uh, instrument. Yes, I had my, I had my background. Yes, I had my skills, but I would I would depend on someone else to help me to 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 yeah. troubleshoot that and and yeah I'll probably troubleshoot it but it'll take me four times longer than a subject expert on that particular aspect. So so I don't think yes you're gonna be going back to your question yes you're gonna be reducing maybe the skills for a particular or certain aspect but you're gonna have to broaden your skills and be more of a generalist and and learn about new skills. In tapping and using this technology, yeah. Do you do you think then? I guess the kind of skill base will need to have more of a technology a technology slant versus, I guess, traditional in terms of where it's, you know, I, I, just using I guess kind of you know tradespeople and maintenance people as a as an example. But do you think they you know those people will need to now have an additional skills in their literal kind of toolkit toolkit in terms of that they now understand the technology aspects as well. Um, 100%. Yeah. And not, not, not just that. The, the, the new generation, they play in, they, 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 they were born with touch screens, they were born playing Minecraft, we were born and playing, you know, Roblox, mm. Fortnite and whatever. They will demand that. They will ask for that. It's not going to be anymore as we go into this uh, new norm, going from nine to five. Yeah. These people are says, you know, yes, I want to be, and again, I'm just making this up. I want to be, uh, I want to work a, a, a technician. I want to do that, but, you know, I want to work the certain hours and I want to do then, I want to go to the gym uh, halfway through the, and then afternoon I want to do this. Um, now this is only a privilege for the people in the office. Yeah. As we evolve and expand and we get this gener generation Z or alpha or whatever coming through the ranks, you know, hold on, what's all this? No, yeah. that, that was from my 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 grandparents. Pepe clipboard? What's a Pepe clipboard? I've been touching the screen and playing all my life. What's a Pepe clipboard and a pencil? Uh oh, where's my headsets? What how how am I gonna digest all the information? You know, I don't wanna I'm not gonna sit down in an office uh, or in a training room and uh, after day and after day check checking on me all these PowerPoints. Uh I won't be there, I want to do it. And, uh, you know, hey, there is a hundred different instruments here. I'm not going to be a subject matter expert on all hundred, but I have those yeah. experts virtually floating around the wall at any time they can call in with this technology and help me to fix it. Do you think it will encourage more younger people into, I guess, more blue-collar industries? Where it has to. Yeah. It has to. 
Otherwise, we'll probably have to go and knock to Elon Musk's door and ask for their problems. <laughs> um, it has to, because th these folks, you know, they're not interested. Unless mm. we make this world, the blue-collar world, uh, exciting, yes, we have to use that word. Yeah. You know, exciting, unappetite, and then be able to, you know, be, feel part of the, the society, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle to be able to fill out those vacancies. We're already struggling today. Never mind 10 years down, down the road. We're already struggling today. Just to give you an example, we were on a, an event down in London uh, just last year. Again, I'm not going to say names. I'm not going to say, but it was, an, uh, 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 it was an event and, uh, and it was a life science. Life science event. That's as much I'm going to say. Life science event down in London. And there was, I don't know, there was a, a whole, there was a, a, a numerous of uh, exhibitors coming in, all the, with the stand, all showing the, the, the typical. Severely was there with headsets. You had a number of schools as they do coming around, looking through what's coming. People maybe wants to study, looking to what they want to study next. The one stand or booth was the busiest, was the one that was ours. And mm -hmm. it wasn't because it said CBRE. It's because they saw someone with the headsets. They saw someone, you know, using the headsets to do an actual job. So, you know, we were one of the busiest because all these youngsters coming through the ranks uh, felt attracted to that. Yes, as a bit of a novelty, I give that to you. But nevertheless, they got attracted. They started with questions. And then one thing brought to another one. Uh, um, so, so, yes, 100%. If we don't make this, this this industry more sexy, more appealing, more attractive, you know, people are gonna go uh, and go and do other stuff. I guess the thing is, so, like you say, I mean, I, I mean, that's a big kind of sidetrack, you know, area. But I think particularly from a um, you know a, a younger people's point of view, and like you say, you know, everyone's growing up with our touchscreen smart devices, and you know, even with VR headsets with the Quest Two and things, and. I think that you know more traditional grassroots industries, if they if they're not working with that technology, there is the real risk that yeah, kind of young people you know leaving school, university, or college or whatever, I think will not gravitate towards it because it's not it's not ultimately um, yeah it just doesn't have that technology element to it. Well, I mean, just just think for a second, you and I or no no us, but anyone coming through and going to start a new job. Uh, you know, off-graduate, getting a new job, go to a new business and say, you know, we don't use email here, we use fax. Mm. We didn't use mobile phone, we use uh, land phone. Thinking, hello, I think, where period, where period you live, my friend? You know, things have moved on. Yeah. So, so, you know, oh, by the way, we don't have internet, you know, you have to go to Yellow Pages. So, you know, Yellow Pages, they'll say, what's Yellow Pages? What's a fax? Mm -hmm. What's a alarm phone? So, so again, yes, that's quite quite fair spectrum. But in, in in twenty years, that will be the same the same aspect that says, "Oh, hold on, what is my? How am I gonna go and get all that knowledge? How am I gonna do and do all that this?" And XR slice the metaverse. Then in twenty years, yeah, one of those key factors. Not gonna be everything because mm. you know, uh, but it's gonna be one of those things that. Uh, people will pre pre assume that is expected to be yeah. part of the of the day to day uh, job. I'm not saying everyone is everyone is going to spend 24 hours in the metaverse. That's not going to happen. Mm. 
like today, no everyone is on the internet 24 hours, almost, but no all. all. Um, or not everyone, you know, uses, you know, spreadsheet or using online documents. People still use, you know, people still use, you know, uh, books, you know, uh, and people still use, uh, you know, uh, postcards and uh, greeting cards. So, so, so it's not going to go all digital. There still be uh, a fluctuation between digital and physical, uh, but, but there will be certain, certain things that will be required. I guess kind of one final question just to kind of cap it up. I mean, what advice would you give to anyone looking to kind of further their career in the XR industry? Go for it. You're already late. Probably one of the most succinct things to think I've heard so far. So yeah, that's a good <laughs> don't, 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 don't think it. Don't think it. Yeah. Just just taking the, the logo, another famous uh, uh, sports, sports, sports shoes uh, brand. Just do it. Don't, 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 don't think about it because clearly... If you've been paying attention to everything we said, this is not just the future, but also the present. There is there is a thing about uh, a reader once a quote, or someone said that the internet was built by web designers or web developers. The the metaverse is going to be built by game designers and game developers. So so if you want to be part of of that of that. Uh, the new internet, as some, some people put it, the new internet, uh, you know, get, there's lots of out there in, on the net today, start to uh, build your own games, you know, start to build your own, uh, your own uh, experiences. Uh, if you don't get, get through freelance, get a job in one of these uh, companies and you'll see that how this this world is going to be growing very quickly in the next uh, in the next years. It's certainly going to be a very exciting kind of three to five years, isn't it? I think in terms of how things progress, particularly with the metaverse and things like that. So yeah, it, it is a hugely exciting time. I mean, Tim Tim Cook, uh, no no me, uh, no the guy with the big, big beard. The Tim Cook said said said, uh, and and I is the CEO of Apple, by the way. Uh, uh, he said that the AR. Apple would not call it the metaverse; they call it AR. Uh, it's going to be even bigger than the bigger than the iPhone. Mm. But, and that's Tim Cook who said that. So, 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 yeah. so you know, go, go and wonder. Yeah, definitely. Well, Mikel, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate you taking the time speaking to me today. And uh, yeah, hope you have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, no, it was great. Thanks for having me, and uh, good luck with your podcast. Great. Thank yeah. you very much. Cheers. Thank you.